It is Wednesday, October 22nd, 27th. Oh, I finally got the mic back for the intro and I just blew it. I just blew it. But it's all right. It's we're going to okay. recover. It's okay. Thank you. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If I said it once, no need to repeat. Run up on me, watch you fall to your knees. Tip my hat. So Sarah Blakely, the name might sound familiar. The founder of Spanx. I don't know, Kyle, if you wear Spanx. I don't wear Spanx. But... <laughs> The, the But she founded this company to help women feel better about the way they look. A really dynamic person. The first self, youngest self-made female billionaire, right? She was a fax machine, door-to-door salesperson. She sold insurance. She did all kinds of stuff. And her company, Spanx, was acquired for $1.2 billion. It's the estimation. Yeah, okay. And yeah. she just did something super cool that I think all of us can take a cue from. Right, one of the contagious five, right? Culture engagement. How do we get people involved and excited and feel like they're part of the team? Well, Spanx gets acquired and she just releases this video and tells everyone in the company everyone gets 10 grand and two first class tickets. And her staff is all over the world, two first class tickets to come celebrate the acquisition in person. I just thought that was really cool. And a great way that's, to start a Wednesday. That's just really cool. Yeah. You know, and and that not all of us can just drop 10 grand and two first class tickets to celebrate something random tomorrow, right? But you can th- start thinking about like when you get to celebrate as a company, what do your people also get to celebrate? And, you know, I love, I know some general managers that are really good in the, in the retail automotive side of the industry. Um you know, a lot of times what happens is we have a big sales month or a big service month and we take all the advisors out or we take all the salespeople out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. For dinner. And I know some really great general managers that they just, they they bring the accounting team and the BDC team and the, you know, we, we have a massive sales month. And the reality is, is that, is that the accounting team just, just had to double their workload <laughs> on a non-commission, you know, pay structure. And so, right. Their work just got harder. Exactly. Just thinking outside the box about And they had to process the receipt for the meal that everyone else got to eat. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So just thinking about how you celebrate with your people and 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 bring everyone together along those wins and really make what it does is it makes your people deeper owners of everything that they're a part of, right? They they, yep. they gain an extra level of ownership to your brand, to your people, all of that type of stuff. So if you think about kudos. most, mo- very big kudos. You think about most of the things that you're excited to be involved in, most of those things do not involve getting paid for it, right? And you're, you're excited to be a part of them because you're brought into the community, you're brought into the celebration, you're brought into the, the, the challenges, you're reminded why the struggle's worth it. You know, like you and I have done a lot of work in not-for-profits and churches specifically, yeah. right? And like you you understand really quickly when you're managing a team of volunteers that you can't fire, right? And like <laughs> you're, you're only leverage, right? You're only, you have to lead them forward. You can't, you know, push them forward, you know, from behind. You lead from the front. And so in business, right, why, why shouldn't it be more that way? Like not only is it your livelihood, right? It provides for all the other things in your life and you're getting paid, but you should incorporate all the other things too, right? It shouldn't just be, well, because you get a check, you have to do these things and this and that. So yeah, like you said, to repeat your kudos, um, it's just great to look at examples like that. And granted, we're not asking everyone to give their people 10 grand and fly them somewhere first class, but 
You, you, the funny thing is, it doesn't take anything close to that to garner that support and passion and energy and let yes. people know it together. And speaking of passion. Speaking of. <laughs> speaking that's of. Gonna, everybody at one point is going to be like, we're going to get memes made of us that yeah, are going to say speaking of. Speaking of, right? We just become <laughs> segue ninjas. Um, passion and energy around what you do. We've had a number of conversations over the last week or two with dealers and part of what we're doing with contagious like before we really lean into like the marketing mix and figuring out how to help them build and structure their teams and look at where they're you know wasting or misallocating ad spend and all that other stuff that we do one of the first things and in my opinion the most fun thing is to bring it back down to the beginning and start to talk about why talk about the brand and those quick hit brand sessions i think we've just uncovered massive value i guess not like i'm surprised but I think what we're seeing, Kyle, is that dealers get so busy in the day-to-day um, momentum and velocity and requirements and stresses and challenges that it's so easy for them to forget. Like, yeah, you're especially why. at the leadership at the executive table. You're constantly looking at reports, looking at performance indicators. You're you're looking at nets and statements and all of these. Reading you know, the newspaper, extreme, checking the regulations. Extremely necessary operationally business sound things you know how are our closing percentages all of these type of things that that provide for your people and do that and what happens as somewhere along the way when you um you know that first time you got that executive seat or that ownership or the general manager position you there were these like change the world type dreams in your in your you know at minimum change the dealership type dreams in your pocket and and coming out of your mouth and sometime on, along the way and i think this is probably human nature not just and and we do this a lot in life is we just stop dreaming we yeah. stop thinking uh, like really wide and yes. really big and Holy we crap, Kyle! It's about every the area in front of us. It's it's everywhere. It's area even of life. even even in think of like family and marriage and all that, right? You get head down. That's why so many relationships fall apart after the kids leave, right? Because you stop you stop dreaming and thinking and and cultivating, right? And you're you're just busy with the task at hand. So, sorry to cut yeah. you off. It just came to mind. <laughs> no, it absolutely <laughs> is. Like we think, you know, uh, like to you to expand on the dating slash marriage thing. We, we always say to like young people who are dating and it's like uh, you, you hear about the date they planned and you're like, you know, you, you hear the old curmudgeon and it's like nowhere to go but up, but down from there. Right. Yep. Yep. You blew it. You blew it on the first one. That was everything you had. Right. Shouldn't have spent that much money on that date. How are you going to recover from that one? Right. But what that but what that young person or that or that young person, whether it be in business or anything, was doing was 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 really, really inspirational, entrepreneurial, was making trouble, mm-hmm. right? As we've been yeah. talking about. <laughs> yes. And and then at some point, someone put a hand up in their face and said, wait, 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 wait but we got to read the news, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a good balance that when we can, what, what happens is when we start to look at both of those on a daily basis, and we mm-hmm. talk a lot about this, like one, one foot in the present and one foot in the future, um, when we start to balance our day between those two ideas is we have, we, we get to be aspirational and vision casting and, and, and building off of change the world type type vision and feeling and why, while being dedicated to the people and the, 
and the reports and the the, the operational side of our business on a day to day basis. And and what we've realized in in just asking some really simple questions, and and even like repeating things back to people that people are saying that that yeah. have become like an operational statement, right? Instead, it's like of let me let me statement. say that back to you. What yeah. you just said was this, and they're like, well, when you say it that way, it sounds terrible. Shut up. It sounds terrible. Right? Yeah. Right, because that's not really what you meant, right? That's what you said, but that's not what exactly. you felt. That's not the passion underneath it. And all the time, right, we, we are just so used to translating things or saying them, and we realize, like, oh, actually, that's not how it's coming across, is it? <laughs> when you say it back to me, we had a really funny instance yesterday. I won't talk about it right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if you're listening, you know, you know. He was like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. And and I think that, like, if you, if you have someone especially that can continually ask those questions of you and get you out of, like, the minutiae, I yeah. think it just kind of, like, rips you out for just a second, and, and you're able to look at your look at your business or your people um from like that that place of being stepped back yeah instead of just being so in the like ne- make the next deal that's why deal. that's why i'm such a fan of brevity when it comes to messaging i'm such a fan of keeping it short because short is memorable and if you can't remember the intentional thing the intentional why the intentional reason if you can't remember it then you'll never do it right i'm a big fan of putting it up on the word one on the wall right Put vinyl up on my wall. There's stuff everywhere because I need reminders. I call them reminders. That's why I have logos on my hats. That's, you know, yeah, I like fashion and design and all that. But really, it's reminders, meaningful things. This thing, you know, I have the shelves behind me. They remind me. So, like, working that in in small ways into people's vision and your culture in short little ways. It's like, no, you don't need three-paragraph mission statement. You just don't. But if you can articulate several words that embody the feeling like my agency congruent it's people i mean business is more meaningful when people connect on a human level right that's it if we can remember that when we make content when we interact when we text with clients when we treat one another you know one way or another like hey let's connect on a human level if we can make a human level connection right everything we do is going to be more meaningful so keep it short keep it tight and the things like sarah blakely you know what she did to bring it back around to that put a bow on it Getting all your people to come in, giving them a nice financial bonus and, and give make going through the effort to get them flying in first class, get them, right? That's not, that isn't the culture. That is just the outflow of a thousand small things through that organization that were practiced on a regular yeah, it's basis. It's not the macro moments. It's the micro moments. All day. It, and, it, and that's what, like, so many leaders are so good at already, you know, just checking in with people. Yep. Like being, be like living real life with them. Yep. You know, a, a lot of times leaders as, as leaders, if you're listening to this and you lead any sort of people, you, you start to feel like, because I'm a leader, I have an expectation of being less human in my organization. Right. And the reality is, is that the more leadership you, you earn within your organization, actually the more human you have to push into intentionally being, become. Or intentionally right? be, yeah, yeah, because people are already there's there's a fear matrix with leadership in our in our culture yeah. already, and so yeah. when when you get when you earn that leadership position, then you actually have to press into your humanity, the real life of who you are, of who the people are that you're serving, how to inter- interact and engage with them. And let me dispel um, something: like human being, human doesn't mean 
being best friends. This right. is something that that this is something that I've had to learn because when my first company grew from just a few people, right? You can be really close friends. You know all the details about each other's life. <laughs> you spend a lot of time in the truck together, right? You do all that. And then you get to like a dozen people and then a few dozen people, you know, and, and that company got to 50. And I realized like I wanted to be everybody's friend because I care a lot about people, right? And it's just my nature. And I realized, ah, I don't have to be everyone's best. First of all, that's exhausting. Secondly, though, you can lean into the humanity, like you said, without yep. having to be everybody's like close friend and know the details of their life because everybody appreciates human gesture, right? You know, yes. and, and all of that. And so, but, but being aware of that, it's easy to get pulled out of that when you have all, all the other complexities of running a business going around all of them. Yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, I think I'm, I'm thinking right now, some of the people that do it so well, yeah. so well, like Liza, Liza, Ford, she just does it so well. Yeah, there there are. There's so many people in automotive. And I think I think that's the story that that like if you're listening to this, that's the story that we have to tell our communities, right? Yeah. And and whether it be to, you know, attract more familial employees yep. or or explain to our customers and our clients what it really means to be a part of your organization from a client perspective. Right. That's the stories that if we tell that story, that'll feel it's it's the reason why people go back to the coffee shop where the barista remembers their name. Yep. Oh, right. man. So true. And here's the deal. If you make that humanity like a building block, a micro building block of your team and your organization, what do you think is going to happen when your team interacts with your customer? Mm. Right. I mean, it's just basic logic. Right, you don't even have you don't even have to articulate it with a customer. I think if you articulate it with your team, they're just going to do that, right? Because that's just the way you live. That's the way you walk. It's the way you treat each other. You know what? I'm I'm gonna get even more like do it. I'm, I'm gonna press buttons here. Good, we got 45 seconds. Press them. 45 seconds. Listen. When was the last time you used a word track on your people? Oh, but yet we train our people to use a word track on our clients. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> we got, we'll have to pick that up another time. We do 14 minutes and 30 that, seconds into the podcast that that'll preach. <laughs> that will preach. Let's go. Oh, well, look, take we never do today. Take it with you. Go ahead, Kyle. Close us out. Close us out. Take that with you. Be human. Engage with your people and your people will love their people. True that. <laughs> See ya. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. That was 15.